the Bible, the book that has changed the world by changing lives around the world. Men and women, young and old, the Bible has changed my life. The love, stability, and hope that I need, they're all found in the Bible. The Bible gives me hope that a new day is coming. The Bible is helping me see what really matters. The Bible Live is a -a one-of-a-kind, first-time-in-history radio program. Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible, every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar play it all around rodeo cowboy. I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book. With more degrees than a thermometer and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible. Here is Soapy Dollar. Good evening, everyone. Welcome, this is the Soapster. We are here ready, looking forward every evening to reading through the scriptures with you. We are so accustomed to reading a few verses, usually not very long, maybe a verse or two really, and then hearing uh, the preacher talk about them, three points in a poem, maybe bring in some other passages. All of that is fine. I understand that, and I've been listening to it my entire life. And yet I think there are a lot of people who would love to hear the Bible, just the Bible itself, and make up their own minds about what it says, what it means. That's one thing. Secondly, the Bible doesn't, I'm not sure it needs so much explaining. It is so clear. It is so powerful in and of itself. If you will just listen to the Bible, get a little context, who is speaking, when it was written, what time, because the Bible is a book written for us, not to us. And God reveals himself and his ways to us. I'm convinced more and more that it doesn't take a genius by any stretch and that we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Out of these words, out of this book, the Spirit of God is going to touch your heart. And if you have a heart to seek him and to know him, he's going to speak to your heart and instruct you and guide you and encourage you and strengthen you just like he promises to do. So that's why we do it like we do it. Let's go to our wisdom and worship segment right now in the book of the Proverbs tonight on the Bible Life. Proverbs 23, 1-16 When dining with a ruler, pay attention to what is put before you. If you are a big eater, put a knife to your throat, and don't desire all the delicacies. Deception may be involved. Don't weary yourself trying to get rich. Why waste your time? For riches can disappear as though they had the wings of a bird. Don't eat with people who are stingy. Don't desire their delicacies. Eat and drink, they say, but they don't mean it. They are always thinking about how much it costs. You will vomit up the delicious food they serve, and you will have to take back your words of appreciation for their kindness. Don't waste your breath on fools, 
for they will despise the wisest advice. Don't steal the land of defenseless orphans by moving the ancient boundary markers, for their Redeemer is strong. He himself will bring their charges against you. Commit yourself to instruction. Attune your ears to hear words of knowledge. Don't fail to correct your children. They won't die if you spank them. Physical discipline may well save them from death. My child, how I will rejoice if you become wise. Yes, my heart will thrill when you speak what is right and just. End of reading, Proverbs 23, 1-16. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. But now I'm found was the but now I see so clearly. Two of our favorite things in that song, grace and rain. We like them both. And when it's rain and grace, that's really good. That's what we're finding out here in the book of Galatians. We're going to finish it up this evening, written about 49 A.D., really very quickly after the major events that it records and it teaches about, the death, resurrection, ascension of Messiah. There's not a city of Galatia. This was a region, and it was sent to a number of churches. It was meant to be read and heard just like you're hearing it on the radio tonight, read aloud. It talks about false teachers, and it emphasizes our freedom in the gospel, and it doesn't take rocket science. The Bible Life. Galatians 5.2 through Ephesians 3.21 Galatians 5. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ cannot help you. I'll say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey all of the regulations in the whole law of Moses. For if you are trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive everything promised to us who are right with God through faith. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, it makes no difference to God whether we are circumcised or not circumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. You were getting along so well. Who has interfered with you to hold you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God, for He is the one who calls you to freedom. But it takes only one wrong person among you to infect all the others. A little yeast spreads quickly through the whole batch of dough. I am trusting the Lord to bring you back to believing as I do about these things. God will judge that person, whoever it is, who has been troubling and confusing you. Dear brothers and sisters, if I were still preaching that you must be circumcised, as some say I do, why would the Jews persecute me? The fact that I am still being persecuted proves that I am still preaching salvation through the cross of Christ alone. I only wish that those troublemakers who want to mutilate you by circumcision would mutilate themselves. For you have been called to live in freedom. 
not freedom to satisfy your sinful nature, but freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. But if instead of showing love among yourselves, you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. So I advise you to live according to your new life in the Holy Spirit. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The old sinful nature loves to do evil, which is just the opposite from what the Holy Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite from what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, and your choices are never free from this conflict. But when you are directed by the Holy Spirit, you are no longer subject to the law. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, your lives will produce these evil results. Sexual immorality, impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure, idolatry, participation in demonic activities, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, divisions, the feeling that everyone is wrong except those in your own little group, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other kinds of sin. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Here there is no conflict with the law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. If we are living now by the Holy Spirit, let us follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or irritate one another or be jealous of one another. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Galatians 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if another Christian is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back into the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's troubles and problems, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone in need, you are only fooling yourself. You are really a nobody. Be sure to do what you should, for then you will enjoy the personal satisfaction of having done your work well, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the Word of God should help their teachers by paying them. Don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. You will always reap what you sow. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful desires will harvest the consequences of decay and death. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up. For we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to our Christian brothers and sisters. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised are doing it for just one reason. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't really keep the whole law. They only want you to be circumcised so they can brag about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, 
God forbid that I should boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world died long ago, and the world's interest in me is also long dead. It doesn't make any difference now whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we really have been changed into new and different people. May God's mercy and peace be upon all those who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. My dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. You're listening to the Bible live with Soapy Dollar. The book of Ephesians. Ephesians 1. This letter is from Paul, chosen by God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. It is written to God's holy people in Ephesus, who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May grace and peace be yours, sent to you from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. How we praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we belong to Christ. Long ago, even before He made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in His eyes. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into His own family by bringing us to Himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave Him great pleasure. So we praise God for the wonderful kindness He has poured out on us because we belong to His dearly loved Son. He is so rich in kindness that He purchased our freedom through the blood of His Son, and our sins are forgiven. He has showered His kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. It is a plan centered on Christ, designed long ago according to His good pleasure. And this is His plan. At the right time, He will bring everything together under the authority of Christ everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because of Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for He chose us from the beginning, and all things happened just as He decided long ago. God's purpose was that we, who were the first to trust in Christ, should praise our glorious God. And now you also have heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, He identified you as His own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom He promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us everything He promised, and that He has purchased us to be His own people. This is just one more reason for us to praise our glorious God. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for Christians everywhere, I have never stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light, so that you can understand the wonderful future He has promised to those He called. I want you to realize what a rich and glorious inheritance He has given to His people. I pray that you will begin to understand the incredible greatness of His power for us who believe Him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now He is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else in this world. 
or in the world to come. And God has put all things under the authority of Christ, and he gave him this authority for the benefit of the church, and the church is his body. It is filled by Christ, who fills everything everywhere with his presence. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Ephesians 2. Once you were dead, doomed forever because of your many sins. You used to live just like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passions and desires of our evil nature. We were born with an evil nature, and we were under God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so very much, that even while we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's special favor that you have been saved. For He raised us from the dead along with Christ, and we are seated with Him in the heavenly realms, all because we are one with Christ Jesus. And so God can always point to us as examples of the incredible wealth of His favor and kindness toward us, as shown in all He has done for us through Christ Jesus. God saved you by His special favor when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders by birth. You were called the uncircumcised ones by the Jews, who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from God's people Israel, and you did not know the promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you belong to Christ Jesus. Though you were once far away from God, now you have been brought near to Him because of the blood of Christ. For Christ Himself has made peace between us Jews and you Gentiles by making us all one people. He has broken down the wall of hostility that used to separate us. By His death, He ended the whole system of Jewish law that excluded the Gentiles. His purpose was to make peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new person from two groups. Together, as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He has brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him, and to us Jews who were near. Now all of us, both Jews and Gentiles, may come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. We are His house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus Himself. We who believe are carefully joined together, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through Him, you Gentiles are also joined together as part of this dwelling where God lives by His Spirit. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Ephesians 3 I, Paul, am a prisoner of Christ Jesus because of my preaching to you Gentiles. As you already know, God has given me this special ministry of announcing His favor to you Gentiles. 
As I briefly mentioned earlier in this letter, God himself revealed his secret plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand what I know about this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now he has revealed it by the Holy Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. And this is the secret plan. The Gentiles have an equal share with the Jews in all the riches inherited by God's children. Both groups have believed the good news, and both are part of the same body and enjoy together the promise of blessings through Christ Jesus. By God's special favor and mighty power, I have been given the wonderful privilege of serving Him by spreading this good news. Just think, though I did nothing to deserve it, and though I am the least deserving Christian there is, I was chosen for this special joy of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this plan that God, the Creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose was to show His wisdom in all its rich variety to all the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. They will see this when Jews and Gentiles are joined together in His church. This was His plan from all eternity, and it has now been carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in Him, we can now come fearlessly into God's presence, assured of His glad welcome. So please, don't despair because of what they are doing to me here. It is for you that I am suffering, so you should feel honored and encouraged. When I think of the wisdom and scope of God's plan, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, He will give you mighty inner strength through His Holy Spirit. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in Him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love really is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is so great, you will never fully understand it then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now glory be to God. By His mighty power at work within us, He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask or hope. May He be given glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever through endless ages. Amen. End of reading Galatians 5.2 through Ephesians 3.21 to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. What touched and blessed your heart? It's not about giving the deeper meaning of the deeper meaning. Paul just seemed to jump right on the theme that I was talking about, the simplicity and the directness and the clarity of the message that comes to us from the Scriptures. Right there at the beginning of chapter 5, the freedom that we have in Christ. We don't go around trying to respond and be responsive to an, a bunch of laws that we're trying to check them off and make sure we get everything right. That is not the gospel. 
the gospel is us by grace through faith coming into a relationship with God that we are already accepted and renewed and restored and reborn and cleansed. We are brought by grace into that state of existence already, rightly related to God, even with all of our sin, just as we are, because of the merits of Jesus the Messiah, because of who he was and what he accomplished on our behalf, we then are cleansed and forgiven and reborn, new spiritual life. Before we were dead in trespasses and sins and our selfishness, separated from a holy and righteous God because of our own unrighteousness, we are now placed back into that right relationship with the Creator because of the merits, because of the grace and the mercy expressed through Jesus the Messiah. That's where we stand now, freedom. Not freedom to satisfy the old sinful desires in nature. We've already been told in the book of Galatians that The old man, the old person, the old soapy dollar, is dead. The old man is dead, but there's still an old nature. What is this nature thing he talks about? A cow has a nature to be a cow. The instinct, the impulse of each creature is to do what that creature is. That's the nature of that creature. Well, as sinful, fallen human beings, we have a sinful, fallen nature. Our nature, our tendency, our constant habit is to seek for self. Selfishness is at the core of it. I is the middle letter of the word sin. Rejecting God, rejecting others, it's all about me. I make my own decisions of what I believe and what I'll do. We've died to that, and God has given us a new nature, a nature that loves him and desires to please him. That is the new nature that the Spirit of God is nurturing and strengthening within us. And the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of that new nature, is love, joy, peace, patience, good things that come out of it. Love God, love others, and then do what you please. My wife, Suzanne, tells this parable about a woman that was married to a cruel, hard man. He demanded that she work very hard in her wifely homemaking duties. Each day he left a long list for her to complete before the day's end, and if not, she would be punished. Well, this husband eventually died in Miracle of Miracles. She remarried, but this time to a man who loved her, was delighted with her, treated her with tenderness and patience, One day she was working happily in her home. She found one of the old lists from her first husband, and she was surprised to discover that she was doing with excellence all of those chores that before had been demanded of her, but this time she did it all willingly and joyfully, without any fear, because she was motivated by the love of her husband. That is the story of grace and love. That's how God treats us. See you next time. The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America. And your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Start today and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible.
let the most important word you hear each day be God's Word. 